Uh, <laughs> oops. Hello, hello, guys. It's wait. <laughs> You're listening to Can I Just Say Something with Aspen. Within this past year, I have learned a lot about giving and receiving emotional support, what it actually is, and what it looks like. Emotional support is so important for anybody's mental well-being. It allows an individual to heal, feel supported, and feel less alone with their suffering. The problem is not everybody is capable of getting it, and some people don't receive it, period. Men are less likely to receive emotional support and validation, and I feel like we all know that, and that's why the crime statistics, and that's why the crime statistics, and that's why the crime statistics is what they are. Moving on. So today's episode is more talking about verbal emotional support. I'm going to be talking about more how to validate people's feelings and what it looks like. I think why people resort to physically being there is because they don't know how to be there emotionally, and that is okay. Anyone can learn to give it. So my mother, she, you know, she pays for me and my sister to have a place to stay. Obviously, we're living with her. My mother is a very emotionally unavailable person. We don't get any emotional support, I guess, but she shows it physically by being there for us. She took me to urgent care when I was first having concussion symptoms. And then they told us to go to the emergency room to get my head scanned. She waited for me the entire time. And then I tried to call work while we were in the waiting room and no one was picking up and I was scared I was going to get in trouble. So you know what my mom did while I was getting seen by the physician? She literally drove to my work, gave them a note, and then came back and stayed with me. Because I was scared and stressed, and she could pick up on that. She honestly spent four hours of her time. And I guess that's what mothers do, but not all mothers would do that with a smile. I really felt her physical support. Stuff like that. She does a lot of physical things. She doesn't know, like, the right things to say to make you feel, you know, validated, but she shows it by showing up when we need her. If there's anything she could do physically to make us feel better, she will do it. Oh, that's a good one. Whenever I'm really, I was really depressed because I was chronic fatigued, my mom would be like, let's go out to eat. And I felt really lucky. Anyway, being able to give emotional support comes naturally to some people and other people, it's awkward and uncomfortable and it might be something that needs to be learned. It might be because you're not a vulnerable person, which might have to do with the way you were raised it might be because you are not emotionally available, emotionally available, which is my mom, or you lack empathy. It's hard for you to fully put yourselves in other people's shoes, which anyone can learn to be a more vulnerable person. Half the people in my life aren't able to be there for me emotionally, but they are there for me in other ways. Like I just gave an example about my mother, but there are many types of people out there When trying to give emotional support, try to avoid the statement, I feel like you are sad about the same things. Or I feel like you're anxious about the same things over and over and over again. I have heard this before. My friend has heard this before from her boyfriend. I think this is a common thing that people have heard. And there's many reasons as to why this statement is apathetic. The person on the receiving end feels like they're not getting anywhere with their progress. 
and you make them feel more stuck and trapped in their depression or anxiety. You're basically saying, I don't know how to help you. How is that helpful? You're basically telling them that they need to get over it without saying it, and you're not willing to support them if they're gonna keep complaining about it, which is what it feels like on the receiving end. Even though if that's not what you mean, that is what it feels like. It also makes them feel a third thing. It also makes them feel misunderstood. It's important for you as a supporter to acknowledge that everybody's pain and suffering is valid. And think about what you would want to hear if you were the person that kept going through that hard time. Or you were that person that kept getting stuck on that same thing, you know? As a supporter, maybe you can help them. Maybe it's their living situation. Which is a common reoccurring life stressor for me and a lot of my friends right now. Having to live with our parents, clashing with them. They continue to complain and complain about it, but maybe you can talk about, ask them what they are doing to work towards the goal of moving out. Something like that. Or just resort to saying they're so- you're sorry. Just avoid the, I feel like you're sad about the same things. And you keep complaining about the same things, etc. Another thing to remember, just advice is not emotional support. Validating feelings and encouragement is emotional support. Let me give you an example. When I'm going through a chronic fatigue, depressive episode, I'll lay in bed for a lot of the day. Or days. And then my dad will say something like, Oh my god, you've been in bed all day! Take a walk outside. You feel so much better. Life is beautiful. It's a beautiful day. Stuff like that. (laughs) And I know he's trying to be positive, but it is laced with apathy. Because one, he's basically shaming me for laying in bed all day with his tone. He's basically making you feel more lazy for laying in bed because he's surprised at the fact that you had to lay in bed all day. And then two, he's not acknowledging how hard it is for you to get out of bed and go outside. So he's overlooking my lack of motivation. And he's basically saying that it is easy. It's easy and not a hard thing. But yet it doesn't feel easy to me. So it makes me feel worse about how unmotivated I am how easy it would be for him to be able to do it. Does that make sense? It makes me feel like shit because he's basically saying it's easy, but yet it doesn't feel easy to me when it should feel easy to me. So it kind of just makes me feel like there's something wrong with me. So how can we turn this statement into a form of emotional support? You know, of course we know that we will feel better if we get out of bed, maybe go for a walk, eat something. But it's not that easy for us so you can say i know i know you can do it um and then when they said person gets out of bed be like i'm so proud of you maybe a form of encouragement can look like you'll feel so much better afterwards you can do it and then when that said person when i finally get out of bed sometimes my sister will be like i'm so proud of you or if i wake up earlier that day she'll be like i'm so proud of you Good for you. You know, sometimes it is just that simple. You know, maybe if you notice, like if my dad noticed that I've been laying in bed for 
longer than usual, he could check in and be like, hey, are you doing okay? How are you? And then I could just say that I haven't been able to get out of bed because of my depression. And then he could continue to support me and encourage me whenever I wake up, get out of bed, he'd be like, good job. I know it's not easy for you. Everybody's 100% looks different on the daily. Everyone's motivation is different daily. Someone's 100% could look different on a day where they're feeling not as great. They're a little bit more sad, so their 100% is 40% of what their normal 100% is. But that 40% they gave that day but that they were unmotivated is their 100%. It's just hard because my dad can't really fathom not being able to get out of bed. Because it's so easy for him, mental health doesn't really, mental illness doesn't exist in his body. So that's why his reaction is the way that it is. My dad is a very practical person and he only gives advice, which it's him and he can't really change that. I think he's too far gone and he just doesn't really understand mental health. But if you are the type of person that only knows how to give advice, then try giving encouragement with that advice. Be like, you'll feel so much better after you do it. I believe in you. And then after they do said hard task, whether it's making a meal, eating, getting out of bed, brushing their teeth, be like, so proud of you. I'm so proud of you goes a long, long, long way. And it's the most underrated form of emotional support because it's so easy. Yet it makes you feel so, the other person on the receiving end feels so good. And I'll tell you why. I've been working on it, on trying to go to bed earlier for like months, six months. It's just something I normally struggle with. And I was waking up at nine, 10 o'clock for like a week, which I worked hard to get to. And then my one friend goes, Ashley, I'm so proud of you. And it's just nice because it, I feel recognized for what I was doing because I put months and months into trying to go to bed earlier. It's something that is a reoccurring issue in my life. So just feeling a hint of recognition because you, I obviously feel like I am struggling alone a lot of the time. So it was very nice to hear. Another thing that my dad does is when I'm when I can't get out of bed, he, he's just like, life is beautiful life these things are easy it's not helpful at all because life does not feel beautiful when you're depressed and it kind of just like i said again before it makes me feel like there is something wrong with me and it makes me feel invalidated because i'm struggling and you are you know telling me that life is beautiful when i don't think that when i'm like severely struggling it's like very tone deaf sounding if that makes sense Whenever I do something hard, it means a lot to me when someone says they're proud of me because I think that I should be able to do these things naturally. But by you saying that you're proud of me, you're acknowledging that it was hard for me as an individual and you're proud of me despite it, despite it being easy for others. And it makes me feel loved and understood and you're just rooting for me to do better. It makes and, – and B, it'll make that person more motivated to do it again because – I'm proud of you is a great reward as well. Another thing that's so important to do is checking in on how people are doing mentally. So when I'm going through something like like this past year with like my head injury, I have I I was, you know, constantly struggling and 
it was weird when I hung out with my friends and they would just, we would just talk and I didn't, I don't know, I could be struggling and I don't really want to be like, oh yeah, I'm doing so terrible right now just off the bat because I already feel like a burden. I just worry about about how my actions affect others. But if you give that person room to speak on it, it eases their anxiety of them feeling like a burden because it means you want to listen and you want to be there for them. And it also lets that person know that you care. For someone that struggles constantly, they can they can keep you up to date about their life, you know, work, who they're dating, but they may never share about how they're doing mentally unless you ask. And I honestly struggle with this too. Me and my sister Alyssa are very close and I feel like we're significant others at this point and every time that I am doing unwell, I just tell her. I just like, I'm blah, 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 blah. I had a really bad night last night. Couldn't fall asleep. I was really sad. I will go on and on and she'll just listen. I have no, but yeah, I have no problem doing that. But she, however, feels like she needs to be asked in order for her to be able to tell me how she's doing mentally. Like if I don't give her room, like I said, with my friends, if I don't give her room to speak, she won't feel like she's able to do it freely with me so she asked me she asked me to be more mindful about asking her how she's doing and it's just hard for me on my end because I had no idea that she felt that way because it comes so easy to me to just tell her without her asking because that's just my relationship with her I just feel like it's it just comes easy to me to tell her how I'm feeling and things like that and it doesn't come naturally to her check up on your friends that you see regularly like i have friends that i see on the daily and we just chat 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 you know we just talk about things and even i get caught up in the moment and i won't ask them how are you doing like we'll just give them life updates about you know like i said work but like how are you doing truly that's a whole different question like even best friend even (sighs) everybody needs space to talk about vulnerable things because it's not easy And talking about feelings, talking about how you're doing mentally is very vulnerable. So it needs to be, some people it doesn't come as easy to just be vulnerable. So you do need to give them that space and that permission to let them know that you care and would like to hear about it. Another huge thing when giving emotional support or trying to support someone that you care about, there is a very, very thin line between apathy and empathy. I discussed it a little bit about my dad and saying, life is beautiful. Yeah, that's kind of apathetic. When trying to give emotional support, if you want to make them feel better by relating to them or bringing up a story, etc., make sure that you validate their feelings first by acknowledging what they're going through is really hard. You know what I think about? Be careful when you try to bring up something to make them feel better. If they are seeking validation, like they want their feelings validated, it is not maybe validate their feelings first and then go in with the situation. What comes to mind is that clip from fucking Dance Moms. You guys have probably seen it on TikTok or Instagram reels, but if you haven't, I'll look it up so I can describe it and do it justice. (laughs) Oh my god, okay. I need to just look up the video. I'm cracking the fuck up. She was basically educating them about losing someone to cancer. Because that's what the dance was about. She said, my dad had a brain tumor 
he had a seizure and collapsed on the bathroom floor. And then, I don't know her name, but one of the, the girls, I think she's like, she looks eight. She was like, my dad. I wasn't born yet, but his dog, Diablo, died. It was so hard. <laughs> That's like an extremist example, but... What would have made it better if she validated Abby's feelings first and then, like, that sounds really hard. I'm really sorry. I don't know how it would have made it, like, a hitch better, but. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube really quick. Just look up Abby Lee Miller, dad brain tumor. Also, I'm not laughing at the situation at all. I hate that I even have to clarify this. It's just so awful that it's funny. Okay, anyway. I think everyone has experienced somebody trying to relate to what they're going through, bring up a similar story, or tell them an experience that they have had themselves. Mm, I would just avoid that route, and if you're gonna go that route, I would obviously validate their feelings first, unless you really think that it will help. But if you are going to bring it up, up a story, I would just re- just really think about it and be like, will this really make them feel validated? Because sometimes I do feel validated about stories, but half of the time it makes me feel like fucking shit. I have so many examples. I don't want to burden you all with them. About a year ago, when I was experiencing my concussion symptoms for the first time, like I was literally sensitive to everything, my mom called her sister telling her to call me because I wouldn't stop crying because I was first experiencing the concussion symptoms for the first time and i had no idea what was going on i was scared and then my aunt zero emotional intellect that is the theme amongst my immigrant family members she really want, tried to relate to me when grandma my grandma her mom was trying to teach her how to drive and she didn't know why she was getting so angry and she had all of this anger pa she really tried to relate my concussion symptoms to her having anger issues when she was a teenager. What the fuck? Another example is I was in a really bad depression flare up. It's been a year. It was a year I've had like my concussion symptoms and I was just sad about the floaters and the noise sensitivity. I still have both of those, but it was just weighing wearing me down mentally every day because I was dealing it with it for so long and then it just kind of hit me and I went to my friend and I was just like yeah I don't really think that you know what's going on and she said elderly people experience floaters all the time Ashley I was like what the fuck I ain't elderly woman I am 22 years old I should not be having fucking floaters ruining my beautiful sunny sky days when I go on hikes excuse me like, I get the intent, but it's just the way that it was put. I wouldn't even, I, if it were me, I wouldn't even fucking mention the elderly anyway, because um, I would just say that, yeah, that sounds hard. I can't imagine or something like that. If you don't know what to say, just be like, I can't imagine what that's like. If you can't imagine what it would be like to be in their shoes, just say, I can't imagine. I'm sorry. They're upset. Say, I can't imagine. I'm sorry. Probably better than some some shit that you're gonna come up with i'm 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 so serious i have literally gotten the like the worst i literally have a mental list of very apathetic things that people have said to me 
to try to make me feel better, but it actually ends up doing the opposite. The really uncanny ones I'm sharing in this episode, but also so easy to say the wrong thing. Like you never know if it will make them feel better or worse. That's why I'm creating this episode to give you some form of guidance. But yeah, saying I can't imagine, I'm so sorry. That is just the safe, something safe to say. It is validating because you're like, yeah, what you're going through is hard. Like, I couldn't imagine it's that hard. And you're like, thanks for acknowledging that I am going through such a tough time kind of thing. But if you do really think that you have something to say that will make them feel better, I would wait when they're not crying and trying to unleash a bunch of pain of like weeks and weeks of weeks built up sadness. And they're like, this is why I've been sad. Maybe mention it when they're feeling triumphant. If they're actively seeking support, and on how much they're struggling, the timing is key. When they're doing better and they're feeling triumphant, like, yes, I can do this. I can get myself out of this depression pit. Then you can mention how they could be gracious. Some people are going through cancer. Some people are doing this. Like, you could totally do it. But not when they are actively seeking that validation. Lending them a helping hand, reminding them to be gracious, timing is key. Like, if you do it in a, a wrong time, it can be invalidating. Um, I went to... I have so many examples. I could just I have to cut these all out. But I went and I went to the health professional clinic at school. And I was just, like, crying, you know. I was just telling, basically saying how I was doing unwell and a bunch of reasons why. I mentioned, like, my assault. I mentioned my chronic fatigue night sweats and then she fucking said to me some people don't have resources to get an education yeah she was basically telling me that i should be grateful that i even have the opportunity to get to have an education while i'm crying about my depression because i'm very unwell what i never wanted to punch someone so badly in the face never and then i literally went to my roommate and i was just like what the fuck just happen someone is actively crying and is clearly upset that is not the time to remind them to be gracious and grateful that they are not someone else who you think might have it worse definitely not not the time not the time at all even me my sister went after i have a depression period and then she comes in my room later and i'm just like yeah just still a little upset about it she she'll ask me are we ready to be gracious and i'll be like yeah i am she did this one time and it was so cute and she'll be like Think about people who are in the same situation as you that don't have the same resources. Think about people who don't have anybody to talk to or emotionally support them. Think about people in ho- in the hospital fighting cancer, etc., etc. You guys all know what gratitude looks like. I don't know why. I'm giving examples. This episode felt super chaotic and out of order. I really hope that it made sense. I would love it if you guys could rate my podcast because that's the only thing that shows up on Spotify when people go to look at my podcast, so I'll be more likely to get more listeners. And if you have any questions, comments, something to add to the conversation, I would love to hear feedback about my episodes. And if you don't have Spotify to comment, you can DM me at C-I-J-S-S podcast. And if you have any friends or family that you think would relate to my content, Please feel free to share it with anyone, anybody. I'm still relying on word of mouth as a way to advertise because I'm still very new. Anyway, thank you guys so, so much for listening. It means the world to me. I will see you next week. See you later. Bye.